Today I'm lucky enough to be talking to Julian Bradley. Julian is currently the highest ranked Irish uh, pro doubles player on the ATP Tour with a current ranking of 341 and a career high of 337 a couple of weeks ago. He's also ranked uh, 1072 on the singles tour. Um, in his career Julian has won six pro doubles titles and five of those has come, have come this year. So Julian thanks very much for agreeing to talk to me. How's it going today? Hey Adam, how's it going? I uh, hope you're well. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, it's going well. Currently I'm just in uh, Cancun, Mexico, uh, getting ready for two tournaments here at least and uh, then probably going back to America. Super. So first I wanted to talk a bit about the Irish Open. So it was about four or five weeks ago uh, you won the Irish Open, uh, the doubles in the Irish Open. So just tell me how that felt. Uh, yeah, it was great. Feels like a long time ago now. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was a brilliant week. Really good fun. Especially uh, since I did it with uh, one of my very good friends uh, and old roommates from college, um, Jack. So uh, yeah, because we were, went to the University of North Florida together, played on the team there. Uh, roommates and teammates as well so it was great to, to share that experience with him and also there was a we also had an Irish guy Mark Finnegan who's now back home was our head coach at the time so yeah it was fun to play in front of everyone back home because I hadn't really been back in ages anyway as also and uh, it was just a really cool experience. Yeah, I'm sure that was really really special for you. I'm going to come back to talking about your time in the States later on. But um, first, I just wanted to ask, um, what have you been up to since then? Since the Irish Open, I went, played a couple of domestic tournaments like Wexford, um, played another tournament in England, uh, played Lansdowne, and then I straight after Lansdowne, I actually took, uh, I flew to Mexico and did two tournaments here well one only in doubles because i missed the i was in qualifying as singles um because lansdowne kind of went late i missed out missed the sign in so i've only really played one like last week and then this week was more for just practice week so they've pretty much been the four four or five weeks since then it's been kind of like non-stop this was the first week where i haven't really played a tournament probably in like three or four months uh yeah this was, yeah, this was the first week. Wow, sounds like you've been very busy. So there really is no break uh, on the pro circuit. Um, so I just want to go back to the start um, for a few minutes. So where did you grow up? Um, what, kind of, what kind of kid were you? And at what stage did you uh, start tennis? I grew up in Carlo. I played a lot of GAA like as a kid from like five onwards, I'd say, like curling Gaelic. Start played a little bit of soccer as well. And when I was 13, I went to boarding school uh, in Limerick, and that's actually where I started tennis. I actually picked up a racket down there, and there was a group lesson maybe once a week with like 25, 30 of us. Uh, it wasn't like anything serious, really, looking back on it. And it was a ma majority of the school was like, it was a big rugby school, like, and uh, so rugby was the main sport. and. Like we only played it once a week and then I actually really liked it and I just kind of like hit against the wall a fair bit I would say. Uh, and that's how I got into tennis. Because uh, I, I barely played 
12, 13. I'd say I started playing more or less 14. Started hit, well, I just hit against the wall every day until 15, 16, really. And, and then I transition year, I didn't go to school in transition year. I just kind of took it off, and that's where I started taking it a bit more seriously. Wow, so you really picked it up quite late compared to, you know, so, so you'd hear someone like Andy Murray picking up a racket at, you know, two, three, four, and, you know, you'd hear a lot of people like that. So to pick it up, to pick, to pick a racket up for the first time at 13, that's that's really very impressive. And then taking it seriously from there. So you say transition year is when you started taking it seriously. What what kind of training would you have done? Would you, did you head up to Dublin or, or what kind of stuff did you get up to then? Yeah, no, like... 13, 14, 15, till like six, till transition year was just like, I'd hit against the wall at school, like play a bit once a week in that group lesson. And then in the summers I'd play like, we had good family friends who were pretty into it. And they were playing some of the tournaments, but it was still like only Carlo Open, Wexford Open, the juniors, like junior opens around. Like I think I went to Nace as well one year. And then at 16, during my transition year, I played a, I remember a Halloween uh, tournament in Riverview uh, and it was under 18s and I asked oh, what was there a squad or something that I could do and uh, some guy told me about uh, there was a squad in Westfield and Clark and I met there and I met Justin and Peter Clark who were running squad there and I remember getting the number for Westwood from 11811 directory and then I called them up and was like yeah, I want to kind of come. And uh, from there then, they were like, yeah, they didn't even know my level or anything, but they said, come tomorrow. And I could hit the ball pretty well. I was just, I was like, just my match. I wasn't very, I wasn't very polished in a match. Like I did, I, I could hit the ball decent. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then I just, when I say take it seriously, like I just took a couple of lessons. Like I didn't, I just did the squad work. And I maybe had one squad work during the week and that was it really and then made one lesson uh one or one or two lessons uh every so often well that's fascinating because you have you know these days you'd have squads of kids as young as eight nine nine and ten you know training hours and hours every week i think this really shows that just having a good solid grounding in sport like you did playing um you know gaa soccer from a younger age it really does set you up for for whatever sport you choose to go with that's really interesting so how was your junior tennis career in ireland or and did you go abroad did you play mainly in ireland how'd you get on my junior tennis career in ireland uh was pretty short i'd say like uh i only played fits twice ever and i remember in that was 18s i think like 18s and i had to qualify the very first year of 18s um and then the, the second the last, my last year i lost second round four and four um, I remember that. Uh, so I never really like, uh, I suppose, featured uh, in the juniors as like a standout junior or anything. Um, maybe it was like 12 or 13 in, I don't know, in the rankings, but like, yeah, it never really featured. Um, I'd say my whole, I think I counted up like, I remember I was thinking about it a week, few weeks ago, probably played about 35, 40 tournaments max my whole junior career so it was like i mean most people are playing 30 tournaments a year and um, if they're a ser- like a serious player anyway so yeah 
wasn't it wasn't very long but uh, i was always training hard i remember in fifth and sixth year i was always like actually putting in a, i remember hitting an awful lot like i was i was always practicing tons uh during those years probably thanks to like peter and justin clark uh who'd made like an unreal kind of environment in westwood clontarf and i was always practicing loads so i was actually getting better but i was just like i didn't really wasn't in my mind to really do serious things with it um yeah that's what i would say that's really interesting so if somebody had seen you at that point and seen you now they might be surprised to see how far you've come in the years since then um so you finished up your junior career here in ireland and then and what did you do next what did you do next funny uh that you say that yeah i suppose there are a few people that are like god um because like some of the guys who were the best juniors back then we're just like, now they're kind of like, some of them are like playing Lee or whatever, and there's like still shocked that I'm even still playing. So, uh, yeah, but uh, when I finished up my juniors, I did the leave insert. Uh, I, like kept, I was playing a good bit, wasn't playing loads, but I, I was still playing a fair bit. Uh, after the leave insert, then I went and did dentistry in Trinity, did that for two years, and I was still playing loads, uh, especially my first year in, in Trinity. I was playing like a lot. I play like three, four hours a day, and and then I would, would come the exam time. Then I wouldn't play for a month. But yeah, I was playing three, four hours a day, and then what would happen? And then I would just stop the month before the exams, and then I played all the domestic tournaments that summer, of and I started having doing pretty well not winning them all but I was like winning a couple uh had a few good wins during the college year because there were some college tournaments that uh went on and that's when I kind of like scholarship maybe opened up where like some of those guys that I'd beaten had been on in the states that's so that's when uh so yeah it was really during I suppose my time doing dentistry that I actually started kind of like progressing a lot yeah, so I guess at that point you're really thinking, "Hang on, I'm I'm quite good at this, you know. I'm actually quite good at this. Um, I I I might, you know, I should do I should do tennis um, as a career maybe. So at that point, I guess it's a, a decision that a lot of people have to make: Do I go pro now? Do I go to college? Or um, gonna, what kind of mix of that do I do? So for you, um, you chose college, I guess. I should say you chose college again over in the States, uh, the US college system. Yeah, well, for me, it was like a no-brainer because uh, I just didn't really... I, I First off, I wasn't actually thinking fully go pro. I was like, my goal was, oh, let's, uh, I want to play Davis Cup. And uh, I, I saw like college in the States. Everyone obviously was coming home. Like he saw James Kluski, James McGee, uh, Connor Nyland, all those guys had all gone and played uh, college tennis so it was like it, like it was like it kind of seen as the stepping stone the natural stepping stone so I was like it wasn't even on my radar to to turn just to play pro um, and then so yeah so that's why I was looking for college in the states get try get a good scholarship find a nice place good coach and uh, go from there yeah it's interesting you say that you were kind of inspired by some of the other Irish guys that had gone before you. Ireland wouldn't be known as a, obviously, as a great tennis nation um, in recent years. But despite that, we, we, you kind of still had very, you kind of had Irish 
tennis uh, kind of role models you looked up to? I mean, I looked up to them all. Um, like, I, I didn't get to watch, I watched a few Davis Cup ties live, so um, I thought they were all, like, I looked up to them all, but uh, I suppose I knew McGee the best uh, just because I spent the most time in Atlanta. He was there as well and so hit and practiced the most probably with him and then secondly pr second next guy was was Kluski because um, when he was playing I was in college in Dublin and he'd always uh, ask me or invite me to practice so that was great and he and the, uh, Kluski also put me in contact with a lot of coaches in America which I was very grateful for and uh, really appreciate that so yeah and also Nyland as well. He remember him putting me in touch with uh, Notre Dame when the guy came over. So uh, yeah, I, t I looked up to them all to be honest. Like um, Sam, Sam when Sam was in DCU training, uh, I practiced with him a lot, especially during one of the years in 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 Trinity. I remember, I'd go out there almost every day that he was home. Um, so yeah, uh, honestly, them they all had they were all there. All great guys, and yeah, learned learned something from every one of them. That's really good to hear. Um, I'd say it mean a lot to them to hear that, and for you now to be in a, you know, a somewhat similar position that you're someone that Irish kids now can look up to as someone who's having success on the pro circuit. I'd say that must mean a lot to you as well. Suppose, um, suppose they do. Maybe uh, it's not something I really think about, but. Uh, I'm not too. I'm not home too often to really see it or feel it, but uh, like obviously I'll help out or try to give advice the same as I got if you know when I was like in the younger person's shoes. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So talking about giving advice to uh, to younger Irish juniors, having gone through the U.S. college system, um, what advice would you give you know to a 16, 17 year old? Who's taking their tennis seriously? They're looking at their options abroad. Um, what, could, what, 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 um, what advice, I guess, would you give to them going forward? Simple. I would just be like, look at the coach, the team, ask, get to know the coach as well as possible. Take all your visits to each and every college so you see where you're going to be. It's going to be four years of your life you'll spend there. It's a pretty defining moment, uh, defining period, I'd say, in your life. Um, so you get to know it well come familiar with it uh, and then ask yourself what do you want after um, like is it the the possibility of maybe playing after um, so just knowing those things will really make your decision a lot more clear cut and more you'll be happier with what you decide knowing those questions beforehand um, because yeah everywhere is different and also just like Everywhere is different, so you're going to get a... You, you just want to know what you're getting yourself into, first off, going over. I think that's some really good advice. So you mentioned, obviously, it's a defining uh, period of your life. What would you say is your overriding memory of that um, crucial part, uh, period of your life? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I would say I learned a lot. I would say the main thing was the maturity and then the team is bigger than the individual so putting the team's needs ahead of like my own needs which is very difficult as a tennis player and as a result wanting others to
that are around you to succeed will in turn bring your own success and being happy for them um, will allow you to really appreciate it when it comes to you, you know, knowing that there's something bigger than just what, like there's something bigger out there overall. That was really drilled into us from our coach, uh, Mark, and it was a really great lesson. I thought like just changed your whole perspective, allowed you to be more relaxed. I was happy for my teammates when they did well and uh, I was more comfortable and reassured in myself as well. I was more confident as a person going forward, um, very self-assured. I felt like I grew in this period. So yeah, I'd say that those that main lesson really, really uh, was the main one I learned probably over the few years I was there. And obviously these principles apply not only to just your college period, but like eventually you're going to work in a workplace, which is going to be a team environment. Um, and you're going to, the whole thing was, you're going to apply these principles that you learn here. And then eventually you're going to have a, your own family, which is like the ultimate team. So, and obviously when you have your own family, it comes first, it takes precedence over everything else. So that was just like something that he would give the example of. And I remember very clearly when, when we were all on the same page in this sense that we did very well as a team tennis wise. So yeah, they were the main things. Yeah, great. So would you say, uh, based on what you just said there, that there's one, that you, you know, could you put your finger on one main lesson that you, lesson you learned or value uh, you learned at, at college that has then uh, impacted how you've kind of approached um, life on the tour, I guess, in the last couple of years? Also then, when did you finish uh, college and, and how long did it take from that point for you to, to kind of to get going in, certain, in terms of events where you kind of pretty much straight onto it from, at that point? Uh, I would say that's the, the main one, like appreciating when other people do well that have been around you. So say if I saw an old teammate do good in a tournament, I'd be like, Jesus, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, we were doing the same thing back then use it as motivation kind of thing um, or if I see one of the other Irish guys do well just be like oh yeah geez, that's great unbelievable um, but like also I, I can I can just do that or I can do better you know just try think like that um, and then when I finished college so I finished in December 2016 like I graduated and I didn't really I did kind of play straight away but I kind of got like a little stalled. I got hurt, got like injured. And then also uh, I was coaching as well at the same time. Like I did volunteer assistant through like the spring of 2017. So I was kind of like, I only played like maybe four or five tournaments the whole, um, the whole, till, uh, well, uh, till uh, I only did it to maybe the summer did I play like four, four or five tournaments, I think. Um, because I was hurt and then I did the volunteer assistant and then I'd say I really got going in December 2017 end of that year at start of 2018 this is when I really started getting going um, because I came back to Ireland for the summer hadn't been back in three years so I spent the whole summer in Ireland and uh, September, October, November, then I went back to the States and that's when I really started like putting together a plan to go out and play and do it properly. Like 
yeah. Okay, yeah. So since then, what would you say has been your best moment and your worst moment? My best moment was winning, getting my first point, I think, in Florida in the very first tournament in 2018. I was pumped at that because I'd won like four matches in qualifying and then another match in the main and it just been like also I'd played the qualifying tour the, the wildcard tournament and lost in the final there so I played like nine or ten matches and then eventually I got uh first point so yeah and then the the other best moment was winning the first doubles title in Kelowna in Ca in Canada that summer with good friend Ty um, that was a class week um, and it was just a great match in the final really tight we didn't play our best uh, in the last game we played lights out and yeah unreal good good fun and then the worst moment the worst moment actually and the probably the most defining moment was probably before college or before I started playing was in college actually it was actually we lost a dual match 4-3 in South Carolina I played really poorly and I didn't lose the deciding match but it was it was pretty depressing it was a heartbreaking one and yeah I remember thinking geez maybe I'll go back to the industry <laughs> I remember that now yeah like that that was one time where I was like that was the worst that was the lowest point. I was like, maybe I should go back home. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I didn't. I faced it and conquered some demons and got on with it. Yeah, I think that's it exactly. Having that, that combination of, you know, those high highs and low lows in your past, I think that just makes, you know, it gives you some some perspective and it really helps you look forward and kind of, yeah, look, look forward for the future of, of what you're going to get up to in the future. Um Here's a question. Um, how would you say being Irish has affected you um, while you've been on tour, if at all? Because Irish people are known as kind of quite happy-go-lucky, uh, very friendly people. So I would notice that since I've been playing majority of the time in America, that generally they're quite interested and nearly every American thinks they're half Irish of some or like some sort of Irish descent, so they always are um, quite open to being like uh, helping you out. So I've actually had a lot of positive, great experiences, uh, especially the Americans are very friendly and they really like the Irish, so um, yeah, they, they like a few of them on some occasions have been just like, uh, just to have housed me, like, pretty sure on the fact that I'm just Irish, you know, they haven't even met me, they're like, yeah, I'll house the guy. So yeah, <laughs> so it's been, uh, I suppose it's been good for me. I guess it's good that you, you know, can can th can think of of Ireland as having served you well uh, from a test point of view, at least at least in that respect. Um, what have you missed most, or, or what what do you miss most um, when you're away from Ireland? Oh, no, uh, it's a, I don't miss much to be honest. Um, Nah, I like I like coming back. I haven't been back too often really in the last four years. I only went, like I stayed for three years straight. So I suppose I miss my family and friends um, the most. But then like again, I have a great network over here. I feel very, I kind of like that person who feels very at home wherever I am anyway. I don't like ever get an urge to, to go back to Dublin 
or I do enjoy Dublin a lot now, I will say, but uh, don't really have a massive, I'm not a big home bird, so wherever I am, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good um, and enjoy wherever I am at the moment anyway. So Atlanta, at one point there was a bunch of us there that were from Ireland, so it was great fun. Um, still a few, so yeah. And you see a good few Irish guys and people over here in general anyway, like there's a good few in college and a few living as well, so. Yeah, you say that you um, can kind of make yourself at home in, in, in any kind of situation. I notice that you've played a lot of events in Cancun uh, throughout the year, so do you, do you have like a, you know, a, a base where, where you kind of set yourself up when you're over there, or is it, does it kind of depend on the week? It just varies, like sometimes Airbnb, um different airbnbs to be honest like it's not like i have a plan okay i guess that must be tricky having to do it on a week by week basis having to always you know plan your accommodation i'd say that must take its toll um so i was looking through your your kind of your year and by my count you've played with i think uh, 13 different guys during the year so could you just talk me through how do you uh, kind of pick a partner for the week and yeah how do you pick your partner and have you ever considered kind of having a more long-term partner? Yeah, week by week, really, pretty much. Uh, I mean, a lot of terms, like after these two, I'll go to States for like five weeks. So I'll have housing there every week, which is great. And then, yeah, played with a lot of different guys as well. Maybe none of them want to stay with me that long. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but uh, I think I just pick whoever's I'm good friends with or I get on well with like for the next three I'm playing with Jack the guy I played in Irish Open and then it's kind of like it's a bit of a mix and match to be honest at this like stage like sometimes maybe if you're at the challenges or some of the futures as well you play like three or four in a row see how it goes go again find someone else if it doesn't go well continue or it depends what tournaments you're playing like uh, so yeah so that's the main thing uh, I have played. I do enjoy playing with different guys, you know, like because you get you can get like a bit boring with the one guy. I feel like for me, so nice, nice to mix it up. Thing is, like if you know each other, like I know a lot of those guys from college. Um, so yeah, so it's just like knew them in college or met them at a tournament before. And just got on decently well. So yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so how would you describe yourself as a player? And what do you think the difference is this year that's given you considerably more success? Is it, you know, has you made a technical change? Is it mental? Is it kind of your approach? Or how, how would you explain that? Say I'm an aggressive baseliner with a heavy, big, like to dictate with my forehand, heavy serve and good returns. And then like to come forward when I can. I would say this year the main difference, hmm, just been being a little bit more uh, solid at staying in the moment, I suppose, and uh, in some matches definitely. And then, but like huge room to improve, not like crazy anything technical or or like that or strategic. Just more staying a little bit better in the moment and uh, embracing the tight pressure moments in matches better viewing it as a good opportunity rather than getting nervous and running away from it I suppose is the main thing. That's really interesting and it really does 
you know highlight that tennis is such a, a mental sport like it's so much about the mental side of it um i'll just have a few more questions um if that's all right so uh you mentioned earlier on that one of your big goals was to play davis cup and now you have i think uh twice if i'm correct so how was that experience uh davis cup was class yeah uh it was great fun especially to play the last match like the deciding match that's kind of like what you you really hope that you're going to you do you know it's like good honor to be part of it and all but like you really want to be playing the matches and being in the moments where you have the option to put like you up to the next group or that so it was tough to lose but it was still i look back in it like and i actually uh drew a lot from being in tight moments and you know like your nerves are at like an all-time high and you're kind of like you're managing that and it's like you're overcoming things and so it's cool to be in that moment and like really putting, trying to get your, put your best game on the court and come out with the win. Obviously we didn't come out with the win, but like, you know, you can use it as experience for next matches or big, big matches that I'm in these, when I'm in the tournaments and then hopefully next year it rolls around and you're in the, you're in the moment again and you can really like maybe come out on top. But um, yeah, great, great to play that. Great to play that. Uh, great to play that event and also the team stuff is great i love the team stuff it's good camaraderie with all the being with all the guys for one week uh in the one place and a lot of fun yeah exactly i'm sure it must be a big honor as well to play uh for ireland and obviously as you said very tough to lose a match like like that one but as you said you learned a lot of lessons from it um playing davis cup like that does that bring you back to your college days you know like the, the team side of it? for sure i mean it's like you're part of the team and you're playing made the difference is not everyone's playing at the same time uh, is the one thing and but yeah it's very similar like I remember in college I remember from my senior days there was like we didn't have the craziest biggest crowds of all time or anything like compared to some colleges but we still like I mean there were 650 700 people I'm pretty sure from my senior day um, I don't know how there was how many there was in San Marino, maybe 150. But I remember, like, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Both 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 are a little different, but very similar in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it was good fun. That's a lot of people for a, a college uh, match. I'd say you haven't you probably haven't played in front of a crowd that big since, like even on the pro tour. Um, and talking of the tour, um, obviously there's been a lot of change this year from the ITF. The you know the World Tennis Tour introduced at the start of the year. Um, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about that, and they have changed some as- aspects of it back at uh, the middle of the year. Um, as a player, I'd we'll be very interested to hear what, what your take on it is, and are the changes good, are they bad, and what else needs to change, if anything? Yes, uh, this year there was that change. So it didn't really t- kind of bother me too much, to be honest, because I was still able to get into all the tournaments, still able to play all the ones that I made wanted to play so um and then there was obviously the changes getting into the challenges i suppose it was tougher or was going to be tougher initially for sure uh but i wasn't really at that stage at the start of the year so that there's like two different realms of people who were affected those who were just about to get into challenges and then those starting off and yeah like I'm kind of the type of personality that it is what it is. Look, gonna the cream rises to the top, so you know. Look, from an outsider point of view, it wasn't a great idea 
it was a big kind of turn off uh people starting out was very difficult so yeah they they obviously got so much stick about it that they changed it back which it looks even worse for them so um yeah now it's fine you know it's just like kind of like the same as it was before so <clears throat> still um maybe a couple of changes like qualifying singles of the challengers maybe a little bigger like i think 16 that'd be a good change and then they'd be yeah that'd be a very good change i think and then yeah other than that i don't know yeah, you mentioned there changing the challenger qualifying draws to sixteen. Um, at the moment, I think it's, it's only four, which seems seems mad to me. Um, so for you looking ahead now, um, I know that in in singles, a ranking of three hundred and forty-one would uh, would very much be pushing towards challengers. Um, do you have any ambitions? Obviously, you know you're aiming as high as you can. I, I'd, I'd assume, but do you have any plans for the rest of this year going into next year? To start trying to push for that challenger level event so i could play probably a good few of the challengers in doubles now coming up but i really want to stay and work on my singles ranking so i'm going to play all the 15s and 25s in the states and here uh for the next uh three four months uh, i'll probably play two challengers in doubles maybe by the end of the year um and yeah, cause my goal is to get top 500 in singles uh, by 2019, in December 2019. So I want to do that. And then next year, I'm going to look at like trying to play uh, a mixture of both, but a mixture of both in uh, the challengers and the futures and see where I lie come the summer uh, and then reassess again. No, I think that's good because it shows this you know, you're not just giving up on your singles, you still want to keep up your singles, even though at the moment your your doubles is going a bit better, you still want to keep progressing both, which I think um, is a good sign. Uh, do you have any sponsorship at the moment? Do you have any kind of sponsorship? To exactly, like I feel like I have a lot more uh, to give in my singles uh, and just my tennis in general, you know, I started quite late, um, started very late and also um, even take a few more years out of that for the leaving cert and stuff like that um so yeah so i'm gonna keep going uh sponsorship wise no nothing um no sponsorship at all definitely feel like that should change anyway um you know as you said um and especially especially that uh you have players playing now you know you're federer age 38 still still going as strong as ever you know you, you have you, you have you know 10 more years left on the tour so there's you definitely have time to keep progressing um at a good pace um yeah so that's pretty much it for me so um thanks very much julian for uh for taking the time out of your day to to have a quick chat and um, it wasn't as quick as maybe you, you thought but i hope i hope it's all right so um i just want to wish you the very best the very best for the rest of the year for next year going forward um i'll be keeping an eye on your results um, and yeah, very, very, very best of luck and thanks very much. Thanks a lot again for taking the time and the uh, interest to do this. Um, re do appreciate it and I'm sure a lot of the other guys really do appreciate it as well. Um, I don't actually use Twitter so I was, I was wondering if you could send it to me. 
but uh, I did check your uh, the page there a few a uh, few days ago because uh, Nikki Coffee said you ran it and was very impressed. Looks unreal. Um, you're really you're really on it every day. So uh, appreciate that and uh, thanks for the the interest and taking the time. Um, uh, we'll be in touch and hope you're well and have a good weekend. Chat to you soon. So there we are. Um, I certainly found that very, very interesting to hear what Julian had to say about a whole range of subjects. I hope you found it interesting as well. Um, thanks once again to Julian for uh, for talking to me today. Um, obviously, this is the first interview I've done. Um, I'm hoping to do a few more over the coming weeks and months. If there's anyone you'd like to see, uh, to see me uh, talk to, uh, get in touch. And I'm always looking for feedback, so uh, you can contact me on Twitter or or email either. So uh, get in touch with any any feedback. I'm always always like to get it. So um, thanks very much, guys, for listening, and have a good day.